Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting. I think it's exciting. Don't you think this is exciting? There's lots of nods. So, like, library research is exciting, everyone. No, they're not buying it. All right. Well, what if I told you that we learned a little bit more about research since the last time? <laughs> we learned about how the libraries are and and sources of knowledge whether they're the old oak tree that the fey guard or some old guy who constantly has a problem of people putting their door stuck in their doorway and he just can't close it and shut them out a knowledgeable person a scribe or library have a challenge rating which would imply there might be a little bit of xp and that type of thing at the end of this um end of this book binge with reams, not realms, Eric, reams of books piled around our cleric. We go now back to the Dawnflower Library, where one Kenro, a cleric of Callistra, can possibly do research. Now, as an audience, you kind of been tipped off what they fought. They fought some kind of undead. It was shadowy. Ken, his angle is not just finding out about that, but he was really fascinated by a shadow in a pantsuit. So correct me if I'm wrong, Troy, but your angle was to try to research both the creature and whom this could possibly be, starting in the K section for Karen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. In Forbidden Lord. S for shadow, because... Uh, okay. As for you, imagine if like every D and D library or Pathfinder library was like, no matter what the subject, it wasn't grouped by topic; it was just grouped alphabetically. Gosh, like every topic in the world that begins with S, that would be. Decibel there. That'd be that'd be awesome. I think that'd be kind of neat. All right. So, I believe you had uh, spammed me some religion checks. I in, did in the tower. Yep. Um, which I had written down and lost. <laughs> but since XP is on the line and you want to know success or crit or success or crit success and get uh, success is one point, crit success is two. Oh, I almost forgot. Failure in this, Eric. Failure in this, actually, like you lose points, don't you? Only on the crit failure. Just yeah. a failure means you don't gain anything, you don't advance, you don't lose. On a crit failure, you lose one point. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just wondering if that's something I should actually, maybe this is why I should tower this and he just doesn't know. Um, no, I think it'd be more fun that, that these roles are open. So, for every... I'm not going to say hour, but I'm not going to say day. I'm going to say, roll me a d4. Kenro? 1d4? Yeah. A 4. Okay, so for every 4 hours you spend researching, okay, depending on the DC, I'll let you double down on maybe something specifically to Karen that, because okay. of a really high roll, but focused on undead lore, shadows, uh, incorporeal undead, that kind of thing. Okay? Now, every 4 hours you take a break, and you were testing the old leg and the joints for a little healing, that kind of thing. Take a walk around, do 10 minutes of medicine, stitch yourself up, type of thing. So the hit points, everything, we kind of uncured, right? Yeah. I think we're still good with that. So, openly, if you're going to spend the afternoon 
four o'clock, eight o'clock, midnight. Okay. Got back in the morning. Yeah. Give me three religion. Three religion. Openly or in the tower? Openly, openly. One. Will that all success and fail with you? Sixteen. Okay. That is a twenty-six. Okay. And this is a twenty-five. All right. So, um, as a base, using something like a recall knowledge, okay, a certain creature with a challenge rating of four, you should be able to do a fourteen recall knowledge to know something. To research something specifically and learn a lot more than just oh like you don't want to know that this creature just had an ac and just like you'd be here all day you know what i mean so the dc would be higher than 14 so uh and looking at the type of the dcs i got here okay i'm gonna say that with your 16 you are certain that this creature is widely referred to by scholars as an undead shadow a terrible, terrible undead that can drain negative energy and um, seeks out anything alive and can absorb its energy, killing them. And if somebody dies, rumor has it that a shadow spawn and that poor creature's soul or existence is mutated into an undead shadow spirit under this thing's control. Kind of like vampirism with a master vampire. But there's conflicting um, accounts. So some say direct control, some say near death, some say completely dead. So what I'm going to tell you is a glossary of 70% of the books said almost dead. 20% said dead, dead. So you're going to go with the 70 and go, okay, almost dead. You know, physical contact, even though this is an ethereal creature and kind of passes its limbs through the, the space it still can make contact with your psyche your soul or whatever it's terrifying horrifying total psd for my jargon whitmore and Corey's character type of experience we're the 26 mm-hmm. you are lucky enough to find an actual witness account a bard or a wizard wrote down a personal journal that the church found interesting because they talked in depth about running into a shadow. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's a harrowing read because the guy is terrified, but is writing this down for prosperity. Okay. The author and the cleric are the only of seven that made it out. And they ran into one single shadowy creature that was upon them nowhere seeming to stick to the walls and not have a presence in the physical realm and when it finally did sort of 3d and peel itself 2d off of a wall it stepped behind a fighter reached two hands in and just kind of wiggly 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 you know look at this like almost playing with the man type of thing with vengeance sticking its head right through its chest anyway but time was done with the warrior not only did the warrior collapse pale and stone dead but a vaguely manix warrior shaped shadow stood bet- between us and the original shadow and this thing just sort of lifted an appendage pointed at the rogue and sent this new shadow after it and one, as it decimated our party, 
it, the challenge got harder because more and more of these shadows arose to a point where uh, a powerful spell was cast of light, which gave them pause, but not able to defeat. If we had known the possibility, and this is getting into your 25 later on of like how to fight them kind of thing. If we, we had a theory later that if we had actually cast light spells or had glowing weapons that actually shed light, not a torch, not a light spell in the air, but an actual weapon that gave off light and pierced the creature, it might've been an effective weapon, but they'll never know for sure. Cause they fled. If buddy hadn't cast a light spell that gave a, like a daylight, like a heavy, not a light spell, but like a daylight daybreak, like something serious you know, blah, blah, blah. And the cleric brought the sun into the tunnel and we freaking fled. And I gave up adventure and I became an author. And now I'm sage and I'm, you know, <laughs> I live in the middle of a city and, uh, you know, and there are lights on and candles everywhere in my home and blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? Like one of those guys that fortify himself in. Anyway, um, four eight, 12 hours, you spend an entire day, you finally come across this accounting, which not only verifies all the pretty accurate against each other findings about undead, but someone's very specific account. However, even with a 26, you don't find any account relating to the local area, local legend, or undead rumored to haunt the gauntlet ruins itself. Now there's been a lot of things about strange noises and people saw glowing figures and all kinds of swamp lights and you know, all that kind of thing. Right now. Do you remember the floating skulls that we found in the cathedral? I think I was here for that. No, you don't think that. Oh, that's right. Um, actually the, sorry. Original party. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, but there's lore about like ghostly lights and this thing did not shed light. It seemed to be containing a tiny bit of bright energy smothered in darkness, cracking the seams. But anyway, and that's, that's what I have for you earning, you know, uh, a solid. Okay. Um, yeah. Now you have Rose guard lore. I have astrology. You have astrology. Okay. Um, want to give it a go? Sure. Okay. I'll even say that, like, uh, you're cro you were cross-referencing. Okay. A nine now. That's fine. Um, Maybe I'll use. Yeah, that's good. I was gonna say, like, it, it it just seemed to waste your time. There was just there wasn't anything that you could find, nine or otherwise, that was directly related stars and undead. You know, it's kind of a divert anna type of thing. Um, anyway, and that's day one well into, you know, part of day two. Oh, then you must rest. You know, mm -hmm. know, know whether you actually slept, have your spells, and that last roll is like four hours in the morning and the guys will find you sitting over coffee. That's fine, too. Yeah. Okay. Sounds okay. Moving, yeah. Ba moving back to Gregor. Yes, sir. So... Sit, sitting there having tea and cakes with old Morlebund. Right? Yep. Um, you were interested in anything he could tell you, and you were bribing him with sort of like, I'm going to be brave enough. Like rich people, rich castles, everyone knows about the, the noble family that built this place or lived there, whatever. There's got to be art. 
there's evidence of it there's lower levels what if you brought it out and smuggled it right to his door and let have him first pick of what was to be by or kept or even in trade for the knowledge kind of thing and this is what got you in the door and got you fed Okay. Now, like I said, okay. he seemed a little bit sus, and he doesn't seem to want to give up much like the, of his interest, but you're in the chair. So now it's time for you to sort of, like, talk turkey with him, right? He seems open finally to the idea of, like, you know, getting to know what's going on. So what question, what, you know, what uh, what would uh, you want to know from him? So I try to spend most of my time buttering him up, right? Just trying to compliment, just focusing on the relationship more than anything else. Uh, and then um, drop a question and see how he uh, he reacts to it and then gauge as to what I do next, right? So the first thing I'd ask about is, you know, is there any reference to the lower levels? You know, what the lower levels were used for and how many lower levels there were? Okay. You know, the, you know if... Uh, oh, no, yeah. It, it was pre-built. Never mind answering my own question here. But, uh, <laughs> what if, are you looking uh, at? Get out of those books. What are you looking at? You're supposed to be asking yeah. me. Uh, no, no, was, are you looking at the module cracked open? Or? What are you doing? No, because I was going to ask if there was any... Uh, ...materials that would... You know, right so they wouldn't have any record of that i guess exactly because sorry again for the other audience my question was to find out uh if there's any references to the lower levels how many lower levels there were okay uh simply because we've seen we've seen that uh we've been on the lower levels we know that there's a stairway so tells us that there has to be between the time that the Rose Guard defeated Balcor and now there had to have been someone that explored it or you know, just seeing if there's any record of it or mention of it anywhere. Okay. Then uh, I would also kind of fish around to see what uh, you know, what their family was known for, like what their claim to fame was and um, why she would come out this way what attracted her to come out this way what her vocation was you know anything any detail about Belcor that I can squeeze out of him okay and then and then lastly I'd start talking or asking questions around those gray skin creatures that we saw all right um now treating a knowledgeable sage is much like treating a library except that he has like a personal collection and going well let's have a look let's you know not like he has every book he's ever got on hand memorized. So it's almost like having a personal assistant. Now, a sage will have very focused knowledge and you have your own personal library assistant, but probably a library would have more on any given subject. And I think this is the trade-off. He would have focused knowledge, right? Yeah. So starting with my, I guess, I guess my question would be, does he help you research or do you just go do it? And what skills does he have? And he throws his dice around, right? Something I so, really... To be honest, that was kind of my motivation. I was hoping that I could butter him up enough where he'd go, okay, well, you go look for this and I'll check this out or, you know. Okay. Do the research for you. And, yeah. and, and, and oh, yeah, yeah. There's this thing called money that a sage will take, okay? Now, your promise of good stuff got you in the door. 
But if you actually want to unleash him upon his own collection, that's straight up sage work and that's going to cost you cash. So what have you got in the way of silver and cash? Because the heroic party that literally stood against the harm zombies has gone missing. That place is very dangerous. A guy he's never met walks in going, I rescued one of them. And I'm going back to that hellhole. And maybe there's some art I can pull off the wall. Okay, I'm interested, but there's no guarantee you're going to come back with that cool art. So cash is, uh, again, <laughs> in a sage situation, you know. Um, I have 23 silver pieces left. Okay. Well, threats were good, too. I mean, you know, I can always <laughs> start breaking uh, no, things. No, yeah, no. no. <laughs> Do you like having Don't all your limbs, limbs intact? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, that great be, great uh, in the short term. Horrible in the long term. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the contingency. Okay. Oh, really? I was just kidding. Yeah, all right. yeah no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um... Well, how about this? He takes a undisclosed deposit. Okay. And uh, you can set him to work on a single subject. Race skin humanoids, the existence of lower levels, anything in Roseguard lore that may mention either of those are all three technically different angles. Pick one, give up your money, and we can look up sage fees later. I'm not going to stall the game, but I'm just saying, like, you know... Consider yep, yourself yeah, yeah. consider yourself uh, broken owing, or hey, you still have something, you know, type of thing. And then, uh, but if these fees are astronomical, can't say I know where you live either. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I'll give him an IOU. I give him an IOU. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> well, do you have a magic item that you could use as collateral? No, not at this point. And I don't mean weapon. That would be ridiculous. Like, oh, here's my magic sword. I'm going to go off and die now. Well, you, like, I meant something that, you know, you don't, something of value, a gem or a magical item or something that's like here. He's not going to own it, but he's going to hold it as collateral, you know, so that you come back and, you know, you know what I mean? Otherwise, we'll no, just no, try no, yeah, I, Okay. I'll just take the retainer the up form front. of, uh, yeah, okay. it would be the, in the form of uh, spell components. That's okay. the only thing I would have. Yeah. Okay. Um... I wonder if they work off retainer. Like, you get a sage to look something up. What happens to the sage that goes, sorry, I worked for six hours, I found nothing. Please pay me my fee. No matter how many adventures go, no results. You know, so that maybe he works on some kind of retaining system where it's like this much up front, you know, and then half back or, you know, the, the, the I couldn't tell you crap clause is still, there'll be still a small amount paid, but maybe not the full amount discussed. So we'll look into that in the world of, of pathfinding. Uh, but for right now, uh, you set him on the loose on his own collection. He's definitely interested in talking in the future of like, you know, like maybe this is a payment method where you get him going. And every time you bring him something, he gives you more information. I know it's kind of after the fact, but you know what I'm saying? You bring him a 150 oh, gold piece yeah. of painting and he's like, oh, I've been reading all week on the, uh, oh, you're back, you know, blah, blah, you know, type of thing. I mean, okay. you, you might even want to put in a friend's clause going, so these are my friends. And if I die, you know, and they show up with money and, and I'll tell them about you, then tell them, you know what I mean? Like whoever brings the artwork, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Or tell, maybe not tell him, but tell your friends going, okay, guys, I got this angle. If I die, take artwork to moral bins and he might tell you something that would keep you from dying, you know? 
then uh, yeah, I, w I would set him on uh, the lower levels and any use, any information okay. he has on the use that, that they, or that okay. they, they would now, have. Since I'm taking your money, I will start you off to something that he does know. Now, he's not certain. He will research to prove himself wrong. And if you get him really excited, you might find him at the library. You know, fighting Ken over a book. Give me. No, is <laughs> I'm a town citizen. You give me that. <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Who are you? A visiting cleric. Well, I'm Marlon. You know, kind of thing. Um, off the top of his head, and he does know some Roseguard lore, after they had defeated Bellacora, and as far as they know, it was inside the ruin, not necessarily level one or level 10 or anything like that. They had lost a party member, their rogue, whom they named the town after. The town named themselves after the fallen hero Otari, who was the party rogue. <laughs> and the rest of them, you know, had enough, defeated Balakara and stayed for a while and then, you know, as heroes do, move on, retire, that type of thing. But the town got its name from one of the Rose Guard, the one who fell in battle, defeating Bellacrosa. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Gloomy, but interesting. Two things he can tell you. One, the body was never found. And two, like the party didn't abandon them. They presumed dead. There was something about a cave-in. And it's like, they don't think he could survive. Or if he did, well, wherever he ended up in the basement, and they're assuming it's one level down, not like several. Um, you know, he never got out buried alive or something like that. Because the dude was slippery. He was our rogue. You know, the guy could survive anything. And when he fell through the floor that day in the final battle... We never saw him again, so they just presumed him dead. We searched, we dag, dug, that type of thing, and they were really bummed, and they told that story. They even went back with search parties, and like nothing was found, you know. The the cave-in was kind of sealed and solid. There was no way to dig through it, and, of course, they didn't find the secret door. Remember, there was a secret door you guys found that went to mm -hmm. the... The secret door that was obvious, that rogue dead guy was prying at, just led you into a room that, lo and behold, had another secret door. Corey walks in, there's a dwarf. Oh, look at that stonework. You know, if only they had more dwarves in this town. I'm just saying. <laughs> they don't think about a secret door. So you might be discovering something that's just not commonly known. Brand new. Okay. Anyway, but for, your but for your trouble, this is some light, you know, rumor type of thing. Now, he's happy to talk about, like, somebody else this might cost you money. But with your deposit, thank you. You know, he'll tell you a little bit about the Rose Guard lore that you could learn okay. from anyone else. But I want you to learn from me to prove that I'm, you know, come back. Bring cool stuff. Um, so as you, the scene as Gregor walks away from the three story stone tower that rises from the back of the one floor wood bookstore that the man owns, um, regarding the sign in front that depicts a stack, stack of open books with lines of magical energy rising from the page pages. Um, you hope that the man is as advertised. Impressive building, impressive sign. Well, he was able to talk to talks, so I'll, uh, I'll I'll put the I'll put confidence in him. Okay, the man's um, business is called Odd Stories, and this is what I believe drew you here. We didn't get into that last time. We just kind of like, poof, you're at this door. Because you can't, you knew the man's name. I'm a go to Morlemans, right? It just kind of caught me off guard. You're like, I didn't go to Odd Stories. Like, all oh, right, Odd Stories, right? So 
Um, back in town, the dawn comes. Now that evening, Gregor, you go find rest. Do you have an yes. inn? Do you have an inn? A barracks you frequent? Uh, something you know? Public park. <laughs> Uh, the, you, uh, the cast, are, the crow's cask. Are you, uh, an amphibious half-orc? You know, I just, or frog guy isn't, so, you know, I was just wondering if somebody could, like, live underwater. No? The crow's cask. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Crow's cask. Uh, number 10 on our map, which we'll just zoom in on here. Um, center town, a little bit to the west, but just beside the river. All right. And we'll get back to you there. Ken... Stayed at the temple slash library, slept, rested, prayed, got up, did a little bit more research, and this is where he's at, bringing to the next day. Gregor, I'm assuming you also have rest and spells to retake? Yes, I do. Okay. Which brings us to Dubsy, the vagrant. I mean, Dubsy, our Ripley, who obviously wasn't welcome near the crest, near the, um, <laughs> the crow's nest, crow's club. I just, sorry. I just watched Shadow and Bone. And the, the rogues were called the crows, and it's completely messed me up. <laughs> really cool show, though. Looks nuck. The, the good guy and bad guy suck, but the side characters are awesome. <laughs> Watch the whole show. The crooks nook. Got booted. Was under the bridge. Got shaken down. Ran away. And spent the night under the stars somewhere safe. You and the endless yeah. crickets lulling you to sleep. You wake the next day. And... Where most people would find dew-covered lawns, aching and bo- and right for an amphibious fellow like yourself, you, f- you slept great. No guilt weighs on this little man's shoulders. I'll have to change that. A little hair, couple, few more harrowing uh, things in the dungeon. What's a day in the life of Dubsy when he's got nothing to do? Or do you have a plan? Is it time to round up those fools and go back? Or like you know, what's what's Dubsy's morning? <laughs> wow. The thing is, is Dubsy just plays it by, you know, the skin of his teeth. I don't know if I have teeth. Anyway, uh, going around town and looking for, you know, open windows that might have something lingering on the top, like a pie. Like a pie. (laughs) Go into the forest, find some, you know, herbs that I can uh, partake in. Okay. Uh, but at the end of the day, I might go back to the Crook's Nook and see if I can talk to the owner there instead and uh, see if she's heard anything. Okay, so walking in the front door and going, hello, everyone, and ordering a drink, that type of thing. You know, you never get to see the boss. You know those movies where, like, they just don't let the guy see the boss. It turns into a big fight, and then the boss stops it because they don't want to lose any more men, right? Mm-hmm. You, you did the, oh, well, shrug shoulders and left. And then they even, like, harassed you outside. So I'm curious, would you try the front door approach, a back door approach, or through a window and just, like, try to sneak around and find the leader and then just, ah, hi, personal interview? Uh, yeah, I might try to go in the back, see if I can, uh... Like, sneak, you know, okay. maybe lockpick the door or something and just go right into the owner's... Or find a way room. in? Okay. Avoid those, uh, rascalians that are harassing me. Okay. Middle of the day, or this would be this evening would be the plan? Uh, Yeah, kind of later in the night, at least. Okay, all right. Dusk. And that gives you the chance to wander around town, investigate a little bit more. Like, you were barely in town five minutes and checking out the, you'd like, hey, citizen, they're like, they pointed you at the notary board near the parks, and then this gnome rolled up on you before you even could read papers. Too bad you can't read. 
know, and off to adventure and almost got killed and now you're back. And, you know, it's like you have a whole town to explore, wandering around. Maybe these guys will catch on to you. So I will have to get back to you. Which brings us to an orc that now looks like a prune because he sat in that tub all night, all morning, stone cold, drunk out of his mind. He only lived once. You know, tusk marks on the wall. Kraga was here. It's morning, Kraga. And I believe I may have already given you back the uh, hit points because you get your con times your level. And for you, that's like six or nine. So you're like, dun, 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 right? Quite a bit of hit points came back your way last time we shook you down. Uh, let's have a look at Kraga here. Kraga has 17 hit points and 23 wounds. You are still in rough shape, buddy. You wanted to go see your friend. What's his name? Kilino. Down at the market. Yeah. So this time, wearing nothing, but he stole the like hotel house coat. He's marching. He's got the bunny slippers and he's hanging in. <laughs> Just get downstairs. You know. Stole a bathrobe and slippers. The mighty orc, <laughs> Kraga, marches downtown. Right? Runs into Kila. Okay. Dude raises an eyebrow in surprise at your current appearance. But doesn't laugh, keeps a straight face, and says, uh, Thought you were dead. Good to see you. I I can't even remember the last few weeks. I, I don't know where I, my mind was. few weeks? It's only been a couple days. Oh. Yeah, it felt like that. You were gone four days, and day two and a half, three, this little gnome started panicking, running around, talking to everyone in the entire, anyone with a business, they seen you with this type of thing and went tearing off something about a rescue mission. Here you really are. I owe my life to him. Really now? Oh. Alright. Well, don't tell him that. He'll come looking for a discount. The last, the last customer you brought me looked me straight in the eye and looked like he was going to put his dwarven fist through my counter and I don't want to deal with those types. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. I hope he's all right. Uh, first level, eh? I remember that. There's always one in the party. Right for the first merchant. I remember my first merchant. He, he spends 10 minutes on a tail that, you know, you just tune out. <laughs> well, anyways, as you can see, uh, I'm kind of uh, out of gear right now, and I was hoping you could uh, help me out. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Got top shelf stuff, you know, blah, blah, blah type of thing. This, this, this. Anyway, he starts showing you all this awesome masterwork craft, you know, rune-laden, all this stuff, you know, kind of thing or whatever. And, uh, you know. I just, uh, I just uh, need a hammer with a heavy head and a, a piece of metal that can go over my chest. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, he's doing the math like, you know how the monk was like no armor for a dwarf and like, uh, what are those guys? Minimalist? You know, a few belongings. If it does not bring me joy, or if I can't put my fist through it, I don't want it in my life. Those guys, right? So he's wondering if he's oh, yeah. affected you. And <laughs> a, a few of those pointy sticks that I can throw. That's Javelins. Alright. So he lays it out on the counter for you. Something maybe in your size, right? And then says, uh, alright. And gives you a round sum with your background from the player's guide, knowledge of discount, blah, blah, blah. And asks for said price. It'll be this much. I'll get that back to you once I uh, what? get back from the dungeon. What? 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 Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. No diplomacy? No intimidation? DM don't give out shit for free. 
let's let's hear the RP how you talk him into like you know renting his. The DM's like, oh yeah, we'll do this, 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 but I actually want this to go down. So before you roll, I think it's funny if you actually do the RP first and then see the react because that's his re the roll is really the end. Like we got this all backwards. They go roll fifteen diplomacy, and then I always go, oh yeah, we love you. Kiss your boots. And we're always missing out on a lot of player RP. I want to hear the RP up front, which might get you a bonus. Um, and then you roll, and the roll really is the NPC's reaction, if you think about it, how well you did. So let's hear how you ask pretty please, real nice, to your old buddy. Have a drink, punch him in the face. How would you go about this? Listen, you, you've known me for a long time, and I've always helped, I've always had your back. I promise you, you won't have to worry. I will pay you back with interest and I, you've seen me protect the town once you you could I know I've been gone for a bit but I, I promise <laughs> pay that me back a better party pay me back with interest huh pause loading loading make the roll loading thinking about it thinking about it new jamming style it's like called proper jamming I'm trying it out for once what do you got um, diplomacy or were those all subtle veiled threats and it's intimidation yeah. I mean, I'm untrained in diplomacy. Yeah, I could see that seven. Uh, you know, like I know we're we're tight, man, but it's like there's two things wrong with the scenario. First of all, I do you a favor, and then everybody that's known me their lifetime, but isn't necessarily like lifetime right, customers. Shut the fuck up and just give me this shit. <laughs> 14. Okay, well, you don't have to be me. <laughs> okay, I guess uh, uh, he takes a step back. I guess a rent-to-own situation, I'll but they'll be your interest. ass back. Don't you fucking with, worry. With, with interest. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. You, you, have red, you have red intimidation, though, right? Like, it works now, but they, sometimes they get bitter later. <laughs> you don't want to undo... Like, just saying, you keep doing this, you might undo your background. I don't, think orcs, I don't think orcs read about intimidation. They just keep intimidating. No, I'm just saying, like, for the player, this is, this is fun. But if you keep that... You kept doing that, right? Like, you could literally lose the benefit of your background because... In the short term, yeah, they're scared of you. And as soon as you leave, they think about it, and you know, next thing you know, there's guards, and you know, anyway. But right now, he's happy in the fact your friendship is hanging by the thread of the interest you promised, <laughs> right? So you know, real talk, 10%. little man. Yeah, ten, ten, okay. We'll go. We'll go with that. Fine. Fifteen. I mean, ten. Yeah. Okay. So, <sighs> three javelins. A basic. You know, he basically. Uh, what what was your original gear? Like you want something different? Just just some real basic stuff? Like what was your original armor? Breastplate and a mall with uh Oh yeah, so you you're, you're kind of like doing the Kmart cheap over. Okay. So, if there's any modifications to your original armor, these don't have them. This is cut rate Kmart stuff. I just yeah, I just had the okay. basic stuff okay. already. So all your flaming hammer stuff, that was all your barbarian abilities, right? Yeah, it no just comes with my rage. Okay. Well, you guys had picked up some items and stuff that got bagged, and then, of course, we, 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 yeah, we swapped. I did plus one morning star. That's gone. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. But who knows? There could be... A, I, I, I was going to say, keep it on your guy. Just unequip it. Go right to, like, not even bag or t-shirt. Go right to unequip. And then if you guys run across one, you can be like, mine. It's on my guy. You know. Mine. It's kind of... Okay. There's a name tag. Formerly Kragas. Took this off the orc dude. <laughs> Alright. So, uh... You have... And then, yeah, after I 
I talk to him and get my equipment. I guess I'll I'll go seek out one of the other lads. I'll just walk around town until I find them. Okay. Wander, wander, wander. Which brings or heal up some more. Obviously. Yeah. Well, did you want to go to the temple? You got any money? No, I guess you do not. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Jargon, the bard. They may have some minor healing abilities. He was like, you seem tight with him. Because remember, and they also had a cleric in their midst. Because remember, we tried some on-the-spot healing and medicine before you guys even like went anywhere, and you just like, yep, thank you, couple band-aids, off I go. Now you're really feeling those aches and joints and the adrenaline's run off the next day. It's like, right, who was stitching my wounds? Who, right? So who had medicine in the party? Who actually helped stitch this guy up? Who would he remember? And yeah, first one I run into, I'll ask him like if he can or if he knows where the other cleric is or whatever. Okay. One, two, three, four. Roll me a D4, Kraga. I'm one. Jargon, because I'm first and I'm the leader of the party. Crap, That's he one. found me. He found me. <laughs> <laughs> Diplomacy gather information. They don't find me that easy. I'm just saying. If he's if there's someone to be found, it would be Jargon, right? The chances. Yeah, it's just a chance of whoever. Oh, I, I think it's a good um You know they say, you know. The scene he said start at the beginning. Where did this adventure begin? Do you remember? Where were you hired? Where did this adventure all begin? At the, like the mayor. Oh, that was just somebody we threatened to get extra money. I can't remember. Frickin' Corey. Nope. Uh, anyway. <laughs> really? You don't remember all my wispy performances? Give me an intelligence check. What? An intelligence check. So D twenty plus your intelligence modifier. I'm hoping it's negative because that'd be fun too. Mm. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wandered in and was employed. There was a dungeon. Yeah. Details. People told me about it. That's irrelevant. You know, you have been through torture and it's been quite a, quite a weekend. Apparently you thought it was three weeks. Yeah, um, a bit sore. I did state that it had, had been weeks in earlier episodes, but I, I, for certain reasons, I have to correct that. So we'll just say it was the longest three day weekend of your life. Felt like three weeks. Uh, oh, yeah. But but you were gone, you know, like three. We're like on day five of when they were missing, kind of thing. Um, now I'm bet the audience and the party are wondering a couple things. First, whatever happened to Nargrim? We left him an alchemist shop. Why did he come looking? Well, we'll get to that next episode. Um, what happened to the dwarf we just mentioned? What happened to that stunningly intelligent, combat savvy little halfling investigator, played by Dubsy's cousin, Rue? They were separated from you. You guys were all thrown into where those you rescued the rogues, and they quickly decided that, well, if you could bust rogues out of there, maybe we should separate you. Okay. Now, maybe they branded and cut the beard off the dwarf. Maybe they poured gravy over the halfling, licking their lips. Who knows how it all went down. It's a bit of a blur. But they were taken from the area you were being held in. And after a couple days, you finally decided that you were going to starve to death. And when, they, when you were finally a little bit less guarded... And they seemed distracted by some kind of loud spell noise. You made your move. And it paid off. Not only did you get fed, you got out of there. And made friends and ran into Jargon. And here you are, bathed, 
They're, he's wearing the bathrobe as the Under Armour garment, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> that, is that the start you're talking I thought you meant, like, the start of, like, the other party. No, like, your start. I'm dumb. No, I get it. No, That's fine. I'm okay. No, you're good. Just play, play, it, play through it, man. Play through it. No, no need to call attention. Um, we love you, Spiegler. It's all good. Well, I ran into... <laughs> I ran into you ran, you, you ran into Jargon Whitmore, and he's he's on the edge of the actual marketplace, number 12 of the Colorful Tents. Mm-hmm. He's not talking to someone you recognize. He's just talking to one of the vendors. And he's... he's um, The vendor is holding an item, showing it to him, and he's got his hands on his hips, and he's waggling his finger, and it looks like he's haggling, you know. Three silver? Uh, Are you kidding me? Hey, uh, Jargon, uh... Yeah, look, I, can you take a look at this right here? I, I don't know. It's not looking too good. I show him like a okay. gash in my arm. That's uh, kind of... Okay, he turns to the merchant. Hold that thought. I'll be right back. Oh, hey, big guy. How you feeling? Hey, you look better. Oh, nice robe. It's it's jargon, right? Yeah, yeah. Whitmore, yeah, yeah, right? So. Interview. Hey, hang on. I know what you'll remember. He goes and he digs through his book satchel and he pulls out and he starts reading your story. And there I was in the bleaks and hills. With one cracked tusk, wondering if I should do something to make it better. Inspiring words. From you. That's quoting you. Well, I took a little bit of artistic license, but, you know, remember me now? I, I like where you went with that. It's it pretty good. Thank you. But, um, are lots, you, uh... Lots of cats around here. Are you available for some, uh, some restitution or restoration? I, uh... Oh, on some wounds here. Oh, yes. Well, I don't uh, I try not to cast in public, you know, certain restraining orders and all that, but no problem. Um, actually, I'll do what I can for you. Uh, shall we uh, go find Kenro? I mean, he's actually a holy man and probably has more powerful juice than I do. And it's the next day. I think he was doing some research in the library, but uh, I'll give you what I can on the way. You could catch me up on the harrowing tale. Kraga, the incarceration. And he pulls out a blank page. No. Are, are, are you are you all bookworms? Like, is everybody at a library right now? What's going on? What? No, no, no. Ken was researching that terrible thing we ran into. Uh, I'm an author. Like, like not all bards like sing and dance and play the flute and lute and, uh, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, I'm I'm a novelist, right? Um, our. Uh, now you could probably lift this hammer on my back. So. Oh, I don't know. I'd say, uh, Gregard's got some orc blood in him. He'd give you a run for your money. As a matter of fact, uh, there's, uh, I think the Crux Nook has a little bit of a, like a sort of a Sunday night fight club kind of thing going on, you know? Gregor. We could, yeah, we could. Anyway, the scene. Here's that other, uh, the, he, he looks like, uh, kind of like another orc, but I guess he's probably half. And... He, he leans in and he's like, yeah, half human. Poor guy, says the gnome nudging the full-blooded orc. Terrible fate. But, you know, he's a nice guy. Many, <laughs> I don't think I've seen many of, of them in my life. I, I'm interested. And a muted-up Gregor Eric loses his shit over there. Um, really? Well, I, uh, okay. Sheltered life, huh? Anyway, back to your incarceration. Don't leave out any bone-splitting, uh, red door, shades of gray detail lay it on me and the scene fades back as you're like wondering what the hell why the, you don't remember seeing any red doors tell you on the walk. <laughs> yeah yeah you're walking right scene fades back um and we're we're crossing um the main bridge 
and Dubsy, it's midday, right? And you're skulking from, you know, che- checking out the lay of the land, watching the crook's nook from like the far side of the river, the coming and going of the guard, looking for an entrance, a good window, a back door. Does something under a bridge have a back door? Hmm, didn't really think this through. And you can hear the distinct shrill voice of a gnome talking to someone overhead. And the man is describing um, shoddy workmanship in torture equipment. How in his homeland, the way orcs get information or just torture for fun is like an art. And how these Morlocks, he calls them, are just a bunch of cobbled together, bad MacGyver pain seekers. It's just disgusting what they tried to do to him. Anyway, and this conversation goes overhead and starts getting quieter. I don't know if you want to stay the course for the night or, you know, reveal yourself. Oh, no, I'll let Dragon go. Okay. (laughs) Surface people are weird. (laughs) Stay hidden in the river. All right. Um... Uh, where is where's Odd Stories? I'm just wondering if we might actually bump into Gregor. Stories, Odd Stories. I don't see it on the map. Oh, there we go, number seven. No, it's a bit north of our position. Um, oh no, well, you went off to. Sorry, what was it? Where did you go? What was the inn called? The Crow's Cast number ten. Oh, Gregor, that's. I thought you were talking about. Crow's Cast is ten. Okay. Um. All right, I don't want to, like, my next question's kind of loaded. What would you do in the morning? Oh, I wander back. But if you go back to Buddy, you're going north. If you go to the library to check on Ken, you could possibly run into us. You have no idea where Dubsy is. Um, give me a percentage. We'll get, like, it's kind of a load just to say, oh, and you conveniently run into him. Suddenly a tavern appears around us. I hate that crap. So give me a percentage roll there, Greg. I mean, Eric. I mean, Gregor. The cursed half-human. Ever gonna let him live this down? You're looking for a, probably. I'll give you a 35 percent chance that you might bump into them like a random encounter. What'd you get? I rolled a 32. Okay, that's barely it. But I'll, I will say that you spot uh, Jargon, his diminutive figure and his flowing brown hair. He's like I said, kind of a, a not very gnomish gnome. Like most gnomes have wild color hair and big eyebrows, and up close, you know, he's not a halfling. But he does style himself in human-type clothing and human-type hairstyle. You know, he looks larger than life with the huge hair on his little face or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not this wild, crazy little gnome. He's kind of muted in color and, in, you know, until he opens his mouth and starts gesturing and talking about stories. Then he's as animated as any gnome you've ever met, though you haven't met many. And it's his stark difference of stature next to... A towering bathrobe and armor. I mean, a towering orc and... Well, you get the idea. Um, are on the bridge. Now, you're a solid block away, but in the middle of the street, near 10, you have a straight line from one bridge to another, and then you can actually see, you know, do, 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 right? Little hands going up over the rail. Hey! And that's Jargon. And then there's this, this orc, you know, making thumb screw and shaking his head noises and describing, making Claude, you know, uh, from his gestures, it's like, oh, he's talking about the, the great arc, or, orc torture art. He's to making like Iron Maiden closing jaw motions with his hands and arms. And coming, you know, oh, yeah. 
I'd, sp- I'd spot that shit a mile away. So, <laughs> without being too threatening, I'll uh, I'll beeline it towards them. Okay. <clears throat> Not to scare uh, the village people. No, 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 no. You're just doing the hustle, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jargon, jargon. Call up to him. Okay. We we spin around, and uh, hand on the sword sheath to keep it from jouncing out. You know, big big weapon on his back or whatever. Heavily armored guy. Um, how tall is Kraga? How tall is Gregor? Come on, you know we're gonna have this conversation. Who's taller? Who's wider? What's your height, weight, kind of thing? Strength. That's curious here. We have. Let's start with. Let's ho- start with the home team. Great, uh, Kraga. What's your height, weight, and strength? I am seven foot eight, five hundred forty pounds. Is that even possible for a? Did you actually look up orcs? Did you just make some shit up? I did. I, I looked up orcs. And they could be that tall. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. You're almost eight feet tall. Almost. God, no wonder the dude said, sure, you can have that armor on loan. Damn, dude. That's like ducking every doorway. It's yeah. not a it's not a bathrobe. It doesn't cover they're, shit. Uh, they're, they're a big uh, they're a big species. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just Yeah, he's 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 bigger than I am. I'm uh, I'm under seven foot. Okay. And uh, who's stronger? Who's got the more ripply? Who's who's a little bit more ripped? Not that you can tell with all the armor on, but just curious. I know you're mage class, uh, so you, you have, you're smart as you are, fast or strong. But I'm just curious. Eighteen. Okay. Kraga, what's your strength? Oh, um, eighteen. Okay. So I come running up. You know, um, bigger than a human. Or as big as any large Norseman, um, not Norseman, the Vilhelm, yeah. the, who are the Viking dudes in the north? I can't think of it. The Vilhelm, the, uh, oh, yeah, dude. you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Up north. Uh, the Ulfin. Ulfin. Thank you. The guys, yeah. the, this, this half orc is the size of any large human and the largest humans you've heard of are the Ulfin at a, at a staggering, you know, almost seven feet tall, but his Pale green skin is several shades lighter than your own. His nose is not as upturned. His ears aren't as big. And he's got the cutest little tusks. Look at that little tusk sticking out of that hey, little... Gregor. It's Gregor, right? <laughs> I hold up my hand. Okay. Like In like the arm wrestling handshake. Oh, the... the, the, the okay, form to form. Uh, okay, strength checks. <laughs> We're all really nice, but you know it's gonna kind of turn into some kind of squeezing the and guy's then, hand. Arm wrestle, right? Yeah, yeah. Great checks. Let's have him. Let's have him. Come on. Let's finish the Lord greeting. Oh, I got a three. You got it for oh. a six. For a six. Okay. And uh, yeah, for a Gre- six. Gregor. It's Gregor's but just it, doing damage. No, no. <laughs> oh, the I hell? still have. Uh, I there still have a minus on from uh, enfeebled. I think. Yeah, that's hard. To, you need a cleric. That's what you're on the way to. You're just not yourself. Six not much nine. better. Roll the five. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. That, you guys are like <laughs> just so, just so really nice about it. Hey, like it's early the, morning. We haven't uh, we haven't stretched yet. We're tired. It's like the, it's the scene the from uh, Predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger like... and the other guy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you? How How are you? How are you? <laughs> you ever hear that story with um, Fluffy, the really fun round Mexican comedian? He talks about how he met Schwarzenegger. 
No, nope. no. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's irrelevant. It's relevant to the situation. As much as I promise to play a more serious game, just give me two minutes. Okay, so um, the man's a comedian. He travels the world. Had a chance to meet Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger did this thing where they were like people lined up to meet him. So he was literally glad handing a line. Where you know he you'd, you'd meet Schwarzenegger, you talk to him for like thirty seconds, you get a couple questions in, and then he would politely have to move on. Anyway, um, actors are kind people; they will usually engage someone as long as necessary. So they have a handler, and they're, the handler is also the excuse. Like they go, "Sorry, Mister Schwarzenegger, we got to go," so that the actor doesn't look like he's being a dick or doesn't want to talk to a fan or an important contact, because everyone respects that the man's busy, right? So, so it's a key, right? Lucky. The comedian Fluffy recognized the handler and knows him from his work. So there's Schwarzenegger going, hi. How are you? So I can't do the Schwarzenegger. Um, one second. Get on the chopper. I can't do it. Oh, damn it. Get on the chopper. Hi, hi, hi. How, how are you? you? Oh, how are you? You know, that type of thing, right? Talking to people, right? Fluffy sees the guy and waves him. And then like, pick me. And does the, let's get on with this, right? So the... The handler gives him the thumbs up and just starts yanking, like doing the double squeeze on the guy's back elbow, right? So he's like, you should have seen Schwarzenegger going down this line. Hi, how are you? How are you? Hi, how are you? Because he kept get, taking cues from the handler. And it's like, <laughs> my buddy burned Schwarzenegger through that line until he got to me. And then I got to, like, I grabbed him with both hands and said, you know, great to meet you. What a big fan or whatever. Just got him through that line. And, like, and then I got in the bus so I wouldn't be late, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Such a good... So there's these two men and you brought up Schwarzenegger and they're doing the, hey, you know, I just couldn't help myself. So um, you guys are like being nice about it, right? Kind of thing. Um, I would have to say, I don't know which one of you better. One man I fought and bled with, Gregor. The other man I took a personal interview with as a celebrity hero. So Jargon just steps back and lets you guys do your thing. He doesn't break this up at all. And what, at my eye level, what looks like a mighty flex, six and nine, is you guys being exceedingly nice to one another out of respect. <laughs> One's enfeebled, the other one just saved his life, so, you know, there is no rivalry just yet. Uh, very disappointing in those strength checks, gentlemen. I just want to say, DM to players. Shame on you. <laughs> very much Shame so, on yes. you both. I had to entertain, I had to re-entertain the audience with my side story because those roles were... <laughs> anyway, that's fine. More chances. Pleasure meet. Pleasure meeting you. Much better circumstances now. And I'll let go. Anyone else down there with you? Shall we... Anyone else we need to hurry down and get? Uh, I, I, have no, I have no idea where anyone else would be held. It's, uh, it's up to us to find them. We're just on our way to the temple. We're going to look up Ken. I mean, you can't tell it, I, this... Uh, fine specimen, but the man is still, you know, well, for a mortal, mortally wounded. But look at him standing upright. The bathrobe swaying mightily in the wind. From my angle, it's impressive and a little bit disturbing. But anyway. Yeah, oh, hopefully can can made out a little bit better. I got a bit of lore, but nothing nothing substantial. I know that one of the Rose Guards di died down there, but that's pretty much all I know. I did hook up a deal, though. Uh, we have a sage trying to dig up more information. The thing is, is I promised him some of the treasure, so... Jargon gives you an immediate death glare. Just the artwork and books. A sage? You went to a sage? 
I got a contact in Absalon, so I came and I went and got him. Oh. That was my only lead. Oh, that's fine. He runs off. Perception. takes a, he, He's with you guys still, but he seems a little bit wistful, and he, and he increases his stride to stay ahead so you don't see the man weep. Whoa, what's up with him? Perception? You might have offended him. I'm a bard that do, does the book thing. I just stated I don't do the loot thing. He didn't ask him. You guys are like, let's run off and do research. He's like, great idea. And you guys all bail. Okay, I guess they'll ask me tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, going to a library makes sense. And he proudly said, Ken's at the library. Let's join him. But you went after a single guy. I thought I was your guy. Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, goes off. <laughs> but leaving you two behind to get acquainted. <laughs> Win some, lose some. I'm yeah. sure it'll come around. So, getting to the library, he's gone inside and we kind of lose track of him. Uh, you guys go inside and ask the acolytes for... Complimentary happy ending massage, library access, uh, um, morning sunset, you know. Somehow they holographically record every sunset and every sunrise. It's really great. They replay it all day. Um, hmm. We're well, not clergy, no, we'll just, so you don't just walk in here like Ken. It's like yeah. you're kind of stopped. Inside is like, oh, yeah, it's a, you know. They tell you services are at sunrise and sunset. You're a little bit late for the sunrise one. We we kind of do like a little thing at high noon, but you know, anyway. Blessed Saturday, blah, blah, blah. How can we help you, gentlemen? You know, have you heard the good word, brother? You know, you're not wearing holy symbols. You don't look like you know your way around. So, you know, you guys get immediately accosted and pamphleted like you're at an airport. Hare Krishna. A pair of orcs walking in. Oh, you know, do we have? Oh, yeah, Brother Green. They pull out some a very handsome half orc comes by. Over here, Brother Green. Overwalks Brother Green. <laughs> Taller than Greg, shorter than Craig. Definitely half orc. Stunningly handsome. Craig, Craiga, they kind of screwed up with Greg, but this half orc, his parents got it right. The guy is manly, handsome in all the right, wrong orcish ways, and yet smooth in all the right human ways. Dude doesn't glide up to you like these feeble little clerics. The man approaches us with rolling shoulders in a barrel style. Confident, but not threatening. Charismatic, but not annoying. Extends a hand and two tusks, and with a distinct accent that just for somehow you know his name is Sean, says, Greetings, brothers. Have you heard the good word of Sharon Ray? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trying to hold it together. <laughs> yeah, <nah. laughs> I'm Brother Sean. Affectionately, they call me, and he leans in, Brother, and he uses the orc word for green, which is twice as funny because green guts, red guts, black guts. So he takes it as sort of like a veiled compliment. Mm-hmm. He chooses to take it as a compliment because if I were offended, well... He looks around and his eyes change from happy pale yellow to bloodshot red like he would murder the whole place and then snaps out of it. But as I was saying, (laughs) how could I be of service, brothers? I'm sorry, actually, unless you're able to uh, 
give me some healing for free, I, I gotta I gotta get out of here. Healing for free? <laughs> I like your style. I'll tell you what. He says, if you stay with me the afternoon and attend the evening service, I will attend to you both personally. Does that sound fair? Who, who did you say your, your goddess was? Sesame? Stirring Ray! He says, not not offended, happy, and the place shakes, and everyone goes, ah! And then, the, like, start applauding. <laughs> okay. Maybe this will be a pretty good Goddess show, of I'm, healing I'm, and the sun. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're mine now, bitch. Anyway, so you got it. You're on his shoulder for like hours and the healing comes at the end. We're not idiots, right? So basically you get walked around, shown around. They show you the minimalist life. They show you how great Saren Ray is. Anyway, but they show you life at the temple and how worship knowledge and like, it's not just all blah, 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 be good. The dude's a half orc. So he spins it in a way that would interest an orc. You know what I mean? There's a military wing of Saren Ray that hunts undead viciously. There's a military wing of Saren Ray that defends people of all faiths, sorry, of all ancestries of our faith with militant vigor and organization that would make our homeland tremble. Like the dude knows how to push your buttons. And by the end of it, it's sunset. We finally dig up Greg. <laughs> Ooh, so there goes our chance to research. Sorry, guys. Right? It's sunset, and you guys are front row. You know, and there's Sean, arms around each one of you guys, and you guys are like, you know, and they do the sermon, and you guys are like practically openly weeping, you know, type of thing. And the sun sets, and so much more of life and religion makes sense. And then they bring you Kool-Aid. <laughs> Drink, brothers. Uh, add to the graveyard. Uh, yeah, we've. It's, yeah, unless you're. Uh, Our undead uh, army grows. Uh, no. Um, the guy is strong, strong willed, and rather charismatically charming, as a cleric should be. And he does know to approach this at an angle that would interest an orc. Is but Kenro here or is he at... A is Ken, Ken, Kenro is actually not in the temple. He's in the library, which we haven't got to yet because you guys got oh. way late. And you did say you want some healing. Anyway, um, so that was the deal. You want free healing. You got the day tour. You're stuck on a shoulder all day. It's sunset now, but they do actually not only medicine, but entirely heal your wounds. Gregor, can I have a perception? Awesome. Uh, roll a nine for a 13. It's not hard to realize that they're pandering to a town hero. This is not a race thing because he's a half-orc and you're a half-orc and they're treating the orc extra special because he's pureblood, though Craig doesn't seem to catch on. He is a known town hero. So, free healing and for friend. Right, but they're not idiots. They're definitely going to try to convert him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But our mighty Krega now stands at 40 hit points. And yourself. Uh, where are you here? Did you get all healed up or are you still wounded? Where are you? Uh, Krager had four left. 
Gregor. Sorry, Gregor. <laughs> That's your love child if the two of you got together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, if one of you dies, right? I'm here to avenge my father. <laughs> one of you had a sort of fair with Sean here and adopted. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine that. A same-sex couple having a torn affair, then they adopt almost to like legitimize it so they could have a problem. Oh no, who will look after our child? From that one night we, you know, made out in the adoption clerk lounge. Anyway, um... Enro. Dubsy's waiting for nightfall. I just got these guys to nightfall. You studied in the morning. You still have two rolls, eight hours. You have a full day this afternoon if you'd like to continue your research or wander the abandoned town missing these guys because one's hiding and the other two are here. <laughs> um, I think you'd probably stay, I'd stay in the temple. Um, okay. Might not be in the library, maybe go to a room or something and have a little bit of prayer. Okay. Oh my God. Sure. I'd like yeah. to know. I'd like to know how that goes. Now, uh, the goddess of lust, revenge, and what's the other one. Is it pleasure? Is it taxes? Is it hedonism? Hedonism. Oh, okay. That kind of. Uh, okay. Indulgence. Yes. Okay. So when you researched, you overdid it in the library, and that's why you were twelve hours. <laughs> and now you're back in your rooms, going, "Did I do good?" Did I, oh. did I, did I overdo those books? God of hedonism. Yeah. One of the things is revenge, right? So I would kind of be more of just, uh, you know, holding the holy symbol, kind of laying down, relaxed, you know, not really too, okay. Um, oh, very chill, more, not more chill than in, you know, cautious prayer. Okay. But I think again, one of the, the things about this is to give into indulgence, right? So why should we be chased and, know you know rigid for our god and we can be relaxed and comfortable oh oh yeah oh yeah there's like 12 other acolyte chambers that are missing their one little stiff pillow you've got them all you just laid them out screw those guys i'd basically (laughs) be sitting there and i'd be just kind of uh going over my head uh the plan to get revenge on this undead servant oh okay thought about just how no not forgotten, and I, I still bear the mark on my back from when okay. she slashed at me and how um, okay. revenge will be served one day. Now, I don't want I don't know as an answer, so I'll let you hand me, wave me off. This shadow has slighted you and mm-hmm. is now your focus. Yep. But going back in time with Kenro, I'm curious, do you have information, backstory, otherwise that may have turned you towards the goddess in the first place is your angle to do with you became interested in religion but you wanted a laid-back religion or was it actual revenge and need to acquire said revenge that turned you to the goddess um i think there would be somewhere in my backstory where there was some sort of a almost a slavery where uh, i was whipped and there was uh, there was some pain and uh, with that pain came, you know, a pleasure in the end. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's that when I finally got... Oh, I fucking love Kenor. That slavery, <laughs> the, the will for revenge was also there against the people who had me. Okay. And then that 
calling to what I was feeling, the voice of Kalistra started I, speaking. I, I'm really ga- glad that we got, that Saren Ray got to Kraga first before you did, because it looked like you'd convert that poor bugger in like two minutes. <laughs> and let me show you my whip collection. Oh, damn. <laughs> so we get to use these on people, not in battle. Is that what you're saying? Oh, wow. You know, oh, I never <laughs> thought of that. It just, yeah. Fifty Shades oh. of Ken. Okay. Uh, it's, it's going in towards that whole hedonistic where you're under a, an oppressive lifestyle at first. You kind of... Oh, no. I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's kind of where some of that would have come from, I would think. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's touching just it. Kinda... No, it's touching it. Like everyone's, you know, it's, I make jokes of Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's become a cultural icon that's now gone years back and it's just people are a lot more comfortable with said topic of S&M than they were before. Um, now, I'm not saying you have your own chaps, like a certain skeleton <laughs> bard has <laughs> got the assless chaps or anything like that, you know. Not just saying you're uh, you're all Da Vinci Code and you gotta, like, you know, hit the back of yourself while praying or anything. None of that, no. Um, on the comfiest way that you can make up your little free room, laid back, praying to the goddess, and your focus is now getting the just desserts that that creature that took your friend, your comrade at least, before you had a chance to explore all those muscles on your own and his pain threshold, etc, etc, etc. Was taken from you prematurely. And Calistra doesn't stand for anything that comes premature, if you know what I'm saying. So now he's on a bent to get revenge on this undead. You did learn quite a bit, for your knowledge, and, and to air light during my daily preparations as well. <laughs> okay. Um, up half the night, not praying a lot, skipping over it, getting into the day, much more research, and now because there's no reason why you can't pray at midnight or middle day or whatever you feel like it, laid back cleric. Now is the time you take your full rest. You take your forty-eight hours. You do your spells now. And not just because that conveniently catches you up in time. I see where you're kind of going with this. It's like, no, you know, don't tell me when to pray first thing in the morning, damn you. I will I'll do what I want. No, I, I get it. I get it. That's cool. Now that I have everyone caught up till about sunset, let's say. Okay. Um, you guys are fully heal- healed and the sermon is over. Okay. And I don't even want to know if you drank the Kool-Aid. It was just offered to you. Just saying. Eric's shaking his head no. <laughs> Thank you, no. <laughs> okay. Maybe next time. Anyway, he takes yours, Eric, and he knocks it back like whiskey. Okay. Okay. And you don't know if this is a trial, like it actually is poisonous and he's counting on his fortitude, or it's like burning whiskey because the god of the burning sun or any type of thing. And maybe you missed out on good hooch, or maybe it's just boring, sugary, food coloring drink. I called it Kool-Aid because it was a thing of trust drink of the body of you know, that kind of thing right kind of thing anyway he refuses yeah Kraga. Oh, yep do yep. you drink the do you drink the sacramento wine slash kool-aid slash you know but it's not even lost on you to drink this is sort of to give them a nod to come back and knock on my door and and ask for donations every year like you know what i mean like it's kind of an acceptance well, when, of your day when so. i got brother green offering it to me in yeah such a- a beautiful way there's i have no oh, oh, i can't defend it this guy's so moldable man i'm so glad i found you first <laughs> we gotta keep you away from ken as long as possible 
Okay. You knock if it I back. If I find out the way he yep. prays, then I might be... Uh, a sweet, strong, single malt liquor. Now, normally sweet drinks don't go with you, but this this is sweet at first, and then it burns. Gonna, yeah, it's, it's got a heavy like. malt. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. This, this drink's got layer. You kind of discover it three times. It hits your throat. It, your tongue says it's sweet. I you start to swallow. The flames it. come out. Yeah, totally. He laughs. Oh, he gets it. <laughs> Sorry, Haffy. Turns to Gregor. Like, Wait a minute. But you're half orc too. <laughs> Seems to turn a darker shade of green. Ah, oh, he gets it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, deal's a deal, and this half orc is a man of his word. With a slap on Craig's shoulder, he nods and departs and leaves you guys to your own vices. You guys can see yourselves out, or the the library um, is open a little past sunset. But not too much. Like the the library will close, you know, like in an hour. If you guys wanted to go, it or you know, happy healing, get the fuck out. Um, you know. Anyway, he does tell you that if you wish to catch the morning sermon, which is part two of what all the topics they talked on, battle against the undead, early to early to bed, early to rise, makes a guy more muscular and wise. You know, things like that. Do you you want part? Like a- uh, like a beginner's guide for uh, Saren Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. They have I'll, actually. I'll take that with me. Would you like to stay with us? Oh, you have accommodations. Uh, yeah, yes, absolutely. For a man yeah. of your stature, there, there it is. A Greg. They don't call him a hero. They don't call him a celebrity to his I face. May, I may need uh, two beds to push them together. You are both welcome, Kraga and Kraga sidekick. Um. <laughs> now there's some fuck you Jeff eyes right there if I've ever seen. <laughs> Don't worry, Gregor. I know you're not. Okay. Thank you. No. <laughs> you have both beds, buddy. I'm out. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, Gregor, are you you decline and get out of there? Uh, n- yes, but I'm gonna walk through the library and just try to take uh note of what's where. So if I come back, I can kind of streamline where I want to go. Sure. And yeah. Obviously, yeah. Talk to librarians. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. You um, you don't find Kenoro, but you do get the lay of the land, as it were, and you get a quick tour. You know, like you don't have time to research. But no, I totally get it. You you glad hand them like I'm I'm, I'm recon. You know. Oh yeah, sure. Okay, so that's you, Craiga. Would you like to stay with us here? We can give you an acolyte's room. Yeah, absolutely. Far in another wing away from where we keep the other faiths acolytes that are visiting, just in case. <laughs> we don't want to corrupt to the new guy, right? I get my own bath. You get your own. You get your. It's a communal bath, actually. Uh, oh. You get your. You get your own room. You get your own porridge. You get your own sunrise. You know, type of thing. I hope you're a warrior that gets up like in the morning, because dude, they get you up pre-dawn. You yeah. know, before the sun rises, so they don't miss a second of it. Yeah, I don't sleep in. And it's exercise and meal, and or even before the meal, they you know. Grumpy on an empty stomach is the best way to see the sunset. Trust me. Okay. Uh, shit. You know. 4 a.m. Boot. Anything up you that get. makes me stronger. Sure. I feel. I feel that we might be able to to uh, talk uh, Kraga into possibly a clerical archetype in the future, like a certain monk, no, no, cleric that we. You know, this is the way to go about it, man. Organically. Anyway, um, it's only sunset. They do tell you that morning comes early. But they give you, okay, Sean gives you his own copy, his own personal copy. This was my first Bible. I would like you to have it, brother. 
a gift from a fellow greenskin. He says, and then he smiles and he says, skip to revelations where weird shit starts happening. I think that would make you want to go back and read the whole thing from the beginning, the dry human part. But trust me, go to chapter seven, right? Sure enough, chapter seven is an account of chosen of Saren Ray battles in her name, like, you know, some cool shit. And next thing you know, there's a knock at your door. And you've read all of chapter seven. Can you read? Yeah. Okay. I've got 12 intelligence. No, no, I just care. Like, you, you, you read common. Type, okay. Uh, yeah, the, my, I, I was told so, something. It's not common language the way you'd speak to a person or a human. It's common language that is metaphorical and descriptive. So let's say you read it slowly. Chapter seven, which leads to chapter eight, the aftermath. Chapter chap- ask Brother Green for some help. With yeah, some cha- passages. Cha- chapter nine. Well, you could mark passages and bug them like the next day, right? May- and yeah. actually, he says, if you have any questions, bring them up at the end of the sermon. Right. Read what you can. We can help you. You know, because that's our job is to just decipher you know, kind of thing, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, when you're a couple hours in and completely enthralled, they offer to come and clean your armor and your clothes, do some laundry for you. For free. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So they take your clothes. You're naked once more in the middle of the night reading this book. They leave you some bread and cheese, a little bit of wine. Staring at the crescent moon. Hey, the the, the moon is a reflection of the sun, whether new, crescent, or full. It is Sarenray's light that bounces off that orb of the night to remind you that she is returning in 12 hours or less. Have a good night, brother. For some reason, as threadbare and stonebare as the room is, it's homey, it's comfortable, it's small, it's minimalist. It's, you know, there might be something to this. The way the, way the dwarf made out his lifestyle of meditation stuff seemed kind of boorish, but this acceptance, this community, this seeing the church through another orc's, or at least half-human, I mean, let's let's be real. Sean will never be a real orc, no matter, you know, that's why he ran to, to faith, you know. Especially he's, coming from being in that tight cell underground with... Surrounded by little gremlins. Yeah, maybe you almost miss it. You were there. Those three days were really an attorney to you. He's already got like Stockholm Syndrome and everything, right? <laughs> he misses Morlock and it called Mom. Anyway. Um, and as the day is almost breaking, there's a knock on your door and you're still up, enthralled in this holy book of battle, truth, healing, burning, and more battle and it's like this goddess kicks ass yes there's compassion and there's healing but that always comes after the battle so it's like I work for a goddess of war and there's healing benefits in my pay stub like this is awesome (laughs) it's like there is no downside here you know that Kool-Aid is doing it shit because he is rosy eyed and this shit looks awesome to you. Everything's great. Can I have a willpower? Can I have I a willpower? Save? Your name. Yeah. I want a fortitude save and a willpower save. If you please. We are not above drugging our acolytes. That's right. <laughs> fortitude 11, will of 18. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Open your mind. They give you some hallucinogenic drugs in the wine to have you open your mind. And you swear, you know, you could picture the battles. You were there on the field of blood. You felt the burning presence of the goddess through her clerics. 
what a night. What a rip. And you are not tired in the slightest when they knock on the door and tell you it's time for the sermon and you've had no sleep. And somewhat sleep deprived and still kind of starved. They roll a wide out, totally freaking wired Kraga. And they take you out to the main chapel and there's that domed roof that they roll back and it catches the sun and it is not the, but one of the coolest things that you have ever seen in your life. And maybe or maybe not, we will see Kraga next time. Sacrifice to Serenry. Got me all honeyed up with some single malt. This magic weapon refused to turn the tide. It breathes by all of its saints. Who cares if we're a disgrace? And just one shove our wizard brawl deaf and fell. And tell me what we brawl this thing. Too many limbs that sting. All of us played food for its spawn. Well, you know. Speaking of uh, of S and M, been married now for over twenty years, so the wife and I decided to spice things up a little bit and thought we'd try it out. So she sleeps and I masturbate. Give up, provoke me, haste me faster, dash. Returning, churning, savage attack. The character so cozy, buckets of dice. You know me, I'm a gonna write all these actions down. Let's head back to town. Let's head back to town.